am so glad you found my show because the game is about to change for you. Yes, and is the only mantra you need to amplify the quality of your life. And this podcast is going to show you how. We'll explore high vibe living, entrepreneurship, and how to build habits that last. All through the lens of an improviser. See, the improv mindset keeps you moving forward without a script. And all you have to do is let the words yes and illuminate the path. Okay, did we just become best friends? Well, you certainly found your new favorite podcast. Yes and with me, Judy Holler. Let's do this. This is a Soul Fire production. You're listening to episode 77. Okay, so do you do you want to be a speaker? Would you like to get into the speaking business or would you like to figure out how to turn your free speech into paid speeches? If you said yes to any of the above, yo, this episode is for you. So if you don't know, I am a, a keynote speaker. I, I really feel like that's my, that's my number one job, my number one passion, my number one love from a business perspective. And I really feel like it's my strength. And when I started my business, I went all in on that, right? I knew that I was a great performer, that I I could orate well, that I could tell stories. So when I started my business and started working for myself, I decided to bet on my strength, which was the fact that I can speak. And so I started a speaking business and I really started sharing the idea ideas around thinking like an improviser and using improv to manage fear uh, through speeches, free and paid, and it turned into a business, and here we are today. So um, that process is not for the faint of heart, yet it's also a process that is so cool and so important, and and it's also something a lot of you want to do. I hear from you all the time. You want to speak. You want to get better at speaking. You know you need to speak, but you're not sure how to speak. You want to go from uh, free speeches to paid speeches. So Today on my show, this show right here, baby, we got my first ever speaking coach. And by the way, my first ever paid coach, her name is Jane Atkinson. And I remember so very clearly being terrified to write that check to her and to invest in a coach in this capacity. But I can tell you, uh, it was one of the best decisions, business decisions I've ever made because I was able to lean on the expertise of someone who knows the ins and outs of the speaking business to help me scale faster, smarter, stronger, and better, right? And today, as I've built a seven-figure speaking business and beyond, I can I can say that having a coach and having Jane's guidance, specifically in that first year of business, was incredible. And so many of you want to know how to do it too. You know, how do I become a speaker? How do I get paid? What should my website look like? How do I find clients? Uh, who should I look to to learn? What books and resources are out there? Well, look no further, baby. You have just arrived and this is the podcast to be listening to. So this episode's going to open the door a little bit. We're going to crack open the door to the speaking business. You're going to get to hear from my first ever speaking coach, Jane herself, on how to start, where to start, and how to 
think about scaling a speaking business. So this one is juicy. If all of that sounds interesting, you're going to want to take some notes. If you're on a run, if you're driving your car, if you're out on a walk, maybe you're in the middle of Target, you might want to hit pause on this one and wait till you get home and get a notebook and light a candle and catch that vibe and then hit play again because you're going to love all the information here. So let me formally introduce... Jane Atkinson, our guest today. Jane Atkinson has been helping speakers catapult their careers for more than 30 years. She's the author of The Wealthy Speaker 2.0, the epic keynote, the wealthy speaker daily success planner and journal, and her latest book, Scaling Your Speaking Business, 10 Strategies for Earning More While Doing Less, all makes Jane an expert on this topic. Prior to coaching, Jane worked as an agent for several speakers whose careers skyrocketed. She also served as the vice president of a speakers bureau in Dallas, where she represented celebrities, best-selling authors, and business experts. And Jane's wealthy speaker school offers online courses, masterminds, and even private coaching with her for speakers at all levels, helping them position for higher fees and to really build the business of their dreams. I mean, this conversation with Jane is so high vibe and I think that's what you're going to love about her. And that's what I loved about her as my coach. We talk a lot about mindset and the importance of that. Um, we talk about how to start the process of becoming a speaker. You know, what are speakers doing wrong? Aspiring speakers, what are they doing right? How do you find clients? How do you go from free speeches to paid speeches? How do you even freaking price yourself? Uh, what should should be on your website? Do you need a video? And how can you work with Jane and learn more if you're interested in learning more about the speaking business? So you guys, this one's juicy. Buckle up. Here's my conversation with the one and only Jane Atkinson. Jane Atkinson, I am so excited to have you on my show and to think that all these years ago when we were working together, I would have never dreamed of having my own podcast, much less have scaled my business to where it is today. And I have to say to you, number one, thank you and welcome to the show. I'm so oh. glad you're here. Oh, I'm so honored to be here. I know that you have uh, just exploded onto the podcast scene, taking kick butt and taking names. And I'm just thrilled to be here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I received that. And I, the feelings are mutual. I'm so glad you're here. And I know the audience is too. So here's the deal. One of the questions I, I get the most is how do I become a speaker? You know, I want to do what you're doing. Where do I even start? And so I knew that to answer that question, I had to get you on the show because working mm -hmm. with you uh, almost six years ago now, really five and a half, I think it was more like four years, four and a half years now. Um, it's been a minute. <laughs> I think COVID has just made everything feel longer. <laughs> and don't we don't think? know. We don't know time. <laughs> what is time? What is time, Jane? But really, truly working with you helped me focus. It helped me. Um, and we're going to talk about this. It helped me level up my mental game around fees and charging money. And working with you really helped me save time because I was able to lean into your expertise so I could get to where I wanted to go a little bit faster. And over the last six years, I've been able to scale a seven-figure speaking business and beyond. And inside that 
awesome accomplishment is an entire book full of lessons and advice and mindset shifts that it really um, that that were really required to help me get to where where I'm at today and and stay there even through a global pandemic. So I want to talk to you today about some of that stuff because so many people listening right now either want to speak on stage or figure out how to speak on stage or need to be speaking on more stages. So Jane, mm. let's start at the beginning. Let's talk about starting because I think okay. this is where so many people stop because it feels so overwhelming. And I'm always reminding the listener that it's not about doing all the things. It's about doing the next thing, you know, yeah. that, that next thing you can do. So my first question to you is this. And while I have my ideas here, what would you say in today's post COVID ish landscape, the first thing someone could do right now in order to start the process of becoming a paid and professional speaker? Well, you know, you, you brushed on mindset a minute ago, and I actually think that that is one of the things mm -hmm. to really work on first. Just make sure that you feel confident that you have what it takes to go out and do mm. this business. And it, 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 it's a process, Judy, and nobody kind of lands at the top of the mountain, but I right. just want you to be aware. Yeah. I used to think that mindset was, you know, 50% or something like that. Now I believe it's everything. Wow. Your thoughts equal your results. If you think nobody's ever going to pay me, that may become your result. Okay. <laughs> so that's number one. Let's just get the mindset in check first. I've been studying that a lot for the last couple of years. And so it really comes into my work a lot now. As I, as, and let me put a pin in that, as I yeah. look at Jane, who is sitting in her cottage <laughs> that she has not only worked really hard for this lake house, this cottage that you've renovated and, and really put your heart and life into, you've earned it through hard work, but Jane, you've been asking for it and you have, you have believed that you are worthy of that, that dream. And, and, and that is a big part of who you were as a coach for me, because you talked about mindset off the jump. Like you have to believe that you're worthy of the platform. You have to believe mm -hmm. that you're worthy of a fee even to begin with. And you have to believe that you can do it. And once we get our mind right, but I love that I'm watching yeah. you sit in a cottage and you, you really <laughs> are doing it. Like, you know, the secret and it, and it begins in the mind. It really and does. This, this is kind of where I've been working. I, I brought my 91 year old mom up here and we're oh. here for a month. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, sometimes she's sitting right there. I love <laughs> that. And I'm here with a client. And I'll be say hi, Sybil, and she'll I wave. Love and that. It's just, it's absolutely a dream. a dream come true. It yeah. really is. And at the end of the day, we sit and have our Baileys out on the thing and watch the the geese the and all their babies <gasps> go by and the loons. It's amazing. It really is living the dream. And I have to tell you that I actually wrote this dream down with my coach. I think it's gotta be over 20 years ago now. Oh my God, Jane, goosebumps. So, so I was living in Dallas, single woman. Um, uh, I had a great job. I had worked, I, I started out as an agent for speakers mm -hmm. and then I worked for a speakers bureau, kind of worked my way up the ranks and to a nice six figure income. And at that moment, I was introduced to a coach named Rich Fetke. 
And he uh, walked me through what's the perfect day in your life look like. Mm. And this is it. I mean, I am actually living it today. Uh-huh. So, I mean, we, we talk about mindset, but let's just put as much focus on it as it deserves because this was the dream that started 20 years ago. And so for your listeners, write it down. What does a perfect day in your life look like? You can go out three years, five years, 10 years, whatever. Just what does it look like? I mean, I dreamt about having children. I didn't really want to have babies. (laughs) So I ended up becoming a G-ma and a stepmom and a G-ma all on the same day. And now we have six grandchildren. And so for these kids to be growing up here, learning how to water ski is like the dream. I mean, it's just quite amazing. And I wrote in my dream 20 years earlier that I there were going to be kids around, but I didn't think that they would have to come out of my body. Yeah, <laughs> yeah as a stepmom myself, I yeah. can relate to that. I can relate to that. It wasn't yeah. my calling either. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Back to your original question. Yes, well, this is so great though, mindset, because that's one of the things we did together. And this is something someone could write down really quick before you go away from it, because she's nailed it. One of the first exercises Jane had me do was that like, what, okay, you're a speaker, you're doing it. What does that perfect day look like? You know, what are you wearing? What do you make? What kind of car do you get picked up in? Did you fly first class? Did you sit in economy plus? Like, what does the plane look like? What are your shoes? Like, oh, how did you, how is your hair sound? Like, and I remember doing that and writing that down and how I, the black car I pulled up in and, and I, I, I stay at the Four Seasons. And then Jane, I kid you not, it was probably two years later, mm-hmm. I was, in, I had just gotten off, of, and I, I am kidding you not when I say this, I had just gotten off a first class flight that I put myself on and I got into a black car in Chicago and I got dropped off at the Four Seasons Hotel that I was staying at because I was working for their team for the second time in a row, teaching and coaching their leaders. And it hit me. I walked, got out of the black car and I stood in the street and I looked up at the Four Seasons sign and I said, oh my God, have mercy. It I just got off a first class plane. I just got out of a black car and I'm about to check into the four seasons. They're not only only my client, but I'm staying here, but I freaking <laughs> did it. And if we don't write it down and if we don't see it, how can you ever get it? And so yeah. I've never shared that so story powerful. with you, but That's yeah. awesome. Isn't that cool? I love it. And we yeah. start out sometimes in my presentations and sometimes in, in the books that I've written, uh, we often start with the limo waiting for you by the curve and that type of thing. And it's just so cool when it all comes to pass. It happens. So, it is possible. Okay. okay. So a quick pause right here to talk about that's right. Our listener of the week to talk about you. Listen, every single iTunes review you leave means so much to me and the entire team it takes to produce this show for you. And I want to reward you for doing that. So whether you leave one sentence or five sentences or five freaking paragraphs, we've had the best reviews. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you leave one on iTunes. So every week I'm going to pick a listener of the week and then you get to send me a DM on Instagram or an email and I send you some really awesome swag and snail mail and it's super high vibe. So this week, okay, drum roll please, I have picked, and I love this name, Albie the Tiger, one, two, three, four, five, who writes, this podcast is 
so on point. I feel like Judy is speaking right to me when I need it. Well, thank you, Albie the Tiger. She writes, her topics are so in line with my goals, dreams, and even my insecurities. I listen to Yes And every morning while I'm getting ready. Well, hi, good morning, girl. How you doing? Can I just pause here to tell you, you look beautiful. You look great. You're going to crush it. You are healthy. You are wealthy. You are abundant. Okay. I just gave you a little bit of a vibe check there. And I mean every word, but I love that you listen while you get ready. I do the same thing with my podcast. She goes on to say, Judy gets me inspired to go out and be me. Well, I'll be the tiger. One, two, three, four, five. Thank you for that review. Do me a favor. If you're on Instagram, send me a DM at Judy Holler uh, on Instagram. And let me know you're the listener of the week. Let me know you're Albie the Tiger or email me at hello at judyholler.com to claim your prize. And if you want to be our next listener of the week, all you got to do is leave a review on iTunes. It's that easy. So mindset is number one. The second thing is to think about what problem you really want to help solve. What problem do you really want to help solve? And I have a whole process called ready, aim, fire. That's a piece of it. Um, And we we can come back to that in a little bit if you like. But really, the most important first step for anybody is to kind of go back through their history and think about what have they done well over and over again? What is their sweet spot? I mean, you had a background that was so diverse. And so we were kind of mining all the way through that to think, well, what was it? And it came out, you were so fearless. And, you know, that's how fear is my homeboy and all of that started to take shape. So you went back and mind your own background to think about what problem I can solve and uh, incredibly helpful. That focus going forward is everything. And don't be afraid to go narrow in your market. Mm -hmm. I said to you that I've been studying mindset for a couple of years. And so I actually am a part of uh, the life coach school. I just got certified in this oh. mindset because I really wanted this mindset training. Yeah. And so they have coaches inside the life coach school who one is ca- calls herself the breakup coach, get over your ex in three months or less. Like, boom, yeah. if I'm in a breakup, who am I going to go to? Like, don't be yeah. afraid to be narrow right. in your niche because right there will be people out there for you. Now, you may end up making your own audiences or you may try to get paid by corporate or associations to speak. But I would just say, figure out what problem you want to help people solve and then go. I love that. Uh, Mindset is almost like, you know, um, getting ready, getting your head in the game. If you want to aim, great. What lane are you picking? What is that? What is that problem you solve? What is that thing you do different and better than everybody else? And what is the thing that makes your your work really unique? And then when we think Mm. about firing, uh, it's about 
And it's kind of a great segue to where I want to go next with you. Okay. Okay. Because, um, you know, we, we have a big conversation in our community all the time. And this is one of the core fundamentals in the improv theater, which is sort of the pin in my work. The thing that makes my work unique is that we help uh, companies, teams, and, and leaders and the humans inside of them think like improvisers. Okay. Um, so failure is a big conversation in our community Mm -hmm. and in the improv theater. And we talk about no mistakes only gifts. And I think so many people don't fire and they overthink everything because they don't have a great relationship with failure. Right. And Mm -hmm. for me over the years, certainly as a speaker and now as an entrepreneur, um, a more full time, my goodness, failure is one of the most incredible data streams and team members I have. Right. Because I know Mm -hmm. that every mistake I make on a stage and in business um, has really given birth to my greatest gifts. So we have to be brave enough to fail if we really want to um, build any sort of business. So let's talk about firing a little bit. You know, when you see Mm -hmm. speakers out there, they've got their head in the game, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, And they have their positioning and they know their unique lane that they want to be in. They want to fire. How are aspiring misspeakers sort of misfiring? Do you see any, you know, even though we don't believe in mistakes because we can always learn, but is there a way Mm -hmm. we can shave some time off of the learning curve for a new speaker right now? Okay. So the, the, the decisions that are based in fear Mm. are the ones that are typically the misfires. And where I see it most in speaking is people to trying to serve too many masters in the problem that they want to help solve. And so just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. Ooh, that's big. Okay. That's (laughs) big. Think about if you could speak on sales and on communication and on leadership, doesn't mean that you should. You need to pick a lane. So we have this term, Joe Calloway gave it to me years ago, pick a lane. And uh, the idea is that you really get narrow in who you want to serve and what you want to do for them. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't have a speech that's on one topic and it could be for anybody. That's for sure. But when we start going out and firing and moving out to our target markets, sometimes it's really nice to have that one avatar in mind. So good. And when you're writing your website, that one person is going to be so incredibly helpful. Yeah. Same when writing a book. That was one of the first mm-hmm. things my publisher, my developmental editor walked me through. I mean, we did it when we worked together. I had to find mm-hmm. an avatar. Right. And yeah. um, we definitely did it when I wrote my book. So you and I ha- even had the picture of her up on my laptop. So I was always thinking about who I was writing for. Um, and some of it was a sort of a younger version of myself. And I think uh, those of us that write and create for a living, we're sort of always, you know, if, if you want to know what keeps me up at night, write read my writings. <laughs> you know, I'm creating <laughs> what I too need. I am by no means anyone's guru. But to yeah. your point, Jane, you know, I remember when I was starting out, I felt really nervous about picking a lane. And I went from an audience perspective. And as a keynote speaker in the beginning, you know, I came from the hospitality industry. That was mm-hmm. my roots. That was my bones. I knew those teams. I knew those hotels. I knew those salespeople. And I knew that they were afraid to make moves. And I knew that if they could think like improvisers, 
they can make waves and get places mm. faster. So I went after that industry. Like that was my vertical. I would send 50 to 100 emails a week to meeting planners and PCMA and ASAE and yes. every association you can imagine. And my old clients with MGM and, and, and Caesars and Hyatt and Marriott. And those were my, that's how I built my business. So mm-hmm. my lane you know, I had a topic that was broad at the time. And now we really are going all in on the improv mindset and that developed over time. But here's Mm -hmm. what I'm saying to you. You need to know who you want to court and who you want to go after, because it really helped me. And that's what we did, Jane. We really talked to a lot of those people early on in my career. And that's how I built my business. And then it sprinkled Mm. out from there. So good. And, and, you know, the topics that you were offering were good for anyone. But when you had this hospitality focus, it allowed you to really have clarity in your outbound marketing. You weren't trying to appeal to everyone. If somebody outside of hospitality appreciated it, great, sure, you do a speech for them. But when you come out and stand in front of your people, how cool Mm. is that? Like, how great does that feel for you? Especially yes. right now, we're just coming back. Have you had your first speech back yet? Oh, I actually had Post-COVID. one in February. Can you even believe this? I had a speech in September of last year, 600 people in Dallas, Texas. I went and I it was wild. It. I did it and I can't <laughs> believe it. And not, not, one, not one thing happened. It was great, uh, wow. but I did it. And it was really eerie and super weird. And like the hotel was a big convention hotel in, in Galveston. And it was Jane, it was like at 10% occupancy. So I just didn't even feel safe from a, a perspective. I'm like, mm. am I the only one? in this hotel. It was really weird. Uh, but yes, I was in, in Scottsdale in February and it was a smaller event, but oh my God, Jane, the fall is insane. Back yes. to, back to the races, you know? Oh, and I want to, I want to make a point to your listeners. There has never been a better time to be getting into the industry right now. There's this groundswell, there's this pent up demand for events, for speakers. And so if you've been putting it off, now's the time, now is the time. I love to hear that from you. I think there's a lot of people that are like, oh my God, it's, this is horrible timing. I'm like, no, you are on the cusp. You, we're going to be, people have now realized how valuable our time Mm -hmm. together is, how much we need to get away from our normal life and into community. Um, And even my husband, who isn't a professional speaker, I mean, it is nice to reset and get away and have a couple nights in a hotel to Mm -hmm. yourself and to sort of break away from your routine and meet Meet your team. We're going to be doing, I think, more meetings than ever before. So buckle up. It's Jane. I'd love I to hear you. So say yeah, I think so. Now we're a little bit behind in Canada. We're still in yeah. lockdown, but uh, I think the groundswell is still happening here. Yeah, good. It'll just be the you know first quarter of 2022 instead of the same. Uh, yeah, you cool. know, right now, a lot yeah. of people, a lot of my clients have had their first speech back this week and they're just so excited. It's one, so exciting. One person, Pamela Barnum said, Oh, I, I just forgot how much uh, the shoes make my feet hurt. Oh my God. My poor heels. <laughs> my heels yes. I know I'm like going to be coming out and like, for sure, my golden gooses and my, you know, Chuck Taylors and all that now, like yes. Mel Robbins had yes. it right the whole yes, time. Yes. Wear comfy shoes. No doubt. 
Kamala made it okay for everybody, right? Okay, I know. So we're all going to wear checks now. I, know. <laughs> I, love I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So we see speakers being too broad, being afraid to like pick a lane, yes. being afraid to go all in. What do you see speakers doing right? Like what is the thing to be doing when you're starting and maintaining a speaking business? Any favorite things? Yes. The, I, I have always said that there is no better use of your time, money, and energy at the beginning of your business and career than putting time into the speech, the craft itself, because there is no better form of marketing than a great presentation. Hear, hear. Say that one more time. There is no focus. (laughs) There is no better form of marketing than a great presentation. When you go out and kill it from the platform, that leads to on average two, three, four more presentations. And then your marketing, you don't take your foot off the gas, but your marketing doesn't have so much weight on its shoulders. You can actually look at your marketing from a little bit different perspective and more like a maintaining than a launching. So that's exactly what you did. You were fabulous from the platform, from the stage. And that meant that lots of people, word of mouth spread and boom, you have a seven figure business. Yes. That's exactly how to do it. And you know what? Someone once told me, early on, because I would talk to anyone I could, I would set up interviews with speakers that I had seen over the years. And Mm -hmm. I was doing all my research and dialing for dollars and asking all the questions. And I never forget. And I can't remember who it was that told me it could have been Simon Bailey, but it was something along the lines of when you speak, you speak. And if you're Mm. great on the platform, you will speak. And I built my business. Hear me when I tell you it's different now. We're probably about 50% bureau, 50% direct to consumer for good up until recently though. Um, that's post pandemic Jane prior to that, I was 80% inbound. I, we call it in the industry spin business. So I would speak and out of every speech. And when you're good on the platform, and this isn't like tooting my own horn, this is years of work and years of rehearsals Mm -hmm. and great speech writers and hiring a lot of coaches and having a lot of bombs. Uh, But when you are good and to Jane's point, when you have a good speech and you put the work in, you will speak. I can promise you because what's going to happen is someone in that audience, their husband works at this company, their wife works at this company, their daughter runs the school and and you have to have a system to generate those leads. And we're going to come to this in a minute, but I love that you, that's your first tip. Have a good speech. That is Mm -hmm. something you can never not invest in enough. Rehearse it, hire a coach, write it well, and get out there and perform it. Have a good speech. Anything else that you see speakers doing well? Well, I do think that the marketing, today's templates and websites make it easy for for people to show up looking incredibly professional Mm. right out of the shoe. So don't do a homemade website. A homemade website looks homemade. But get hire somebody and pick a beautiful template and you can actually show up right off the mark in an incredibly professional way. So I think that's something that I see happening more now than before. Uh, 10 years ago, the websites uh, didn't really have the same cachet and the same look and feel to them that they do today. 
Okay, so this year I made a choice to stop being codependent with alcohol and start making more conscious, high vibe, brave choices about how I get loose. And I'm currently like 150-ish days into an alcohol-free year. And what started as a dry January challenge has evolved into a pretty dope lifestyle change. One of the things that has helped me transition to an alcohol-free lifestyle is finding high-vibe, conscious, alcohol-free beverages and companies that align with my personal values and who also believe in destigmatizing sobriety. If you two are on this journey, look no further. Groovy is a game changer. Groovy is a Denver-based line of alcohol-free craft beers, wines, and bubblies that were created to help you be healthy and stay social one drink at a time. And you guys, the rosé is everything and their IPAs are legit. I love Groovy so much because they see a world where everyone can feel comfortable regardless of what's in their cup. They believe health is your wealth and the beverage you consume shouldn't compromise that. Can I get a hell yes on that one? Listen, after just one sip, you'll see that Groovy proves that you can enjoy a tasty, healthy cocktail or brew while living in the moment alcohol-free. And guess what? Groovy is part of the Yes And family and giving us discounts. So make sure you use promo code YESAND10. That's YESAND10 to get 10% off your order. And know that every time you shop using our promo code, you're also supporting this podcast and the team it makes to produce it for you. All the links to Groovy are in the show notes, so check them out, will you? And use Yes and 10 to catch that alcohol-free vibe. Jane, I love that so much. And someone once told me, and I may brutalize it, but you're going to get the point. When you think of like your website and your preview video, and listen, we all have to start somewhere. And these days, God, when I started my website, I mean, it was so basic and so put together. Now you can go to so many places and Mm -hmm. plug and play these websites that look so beautiful and you don't need to spend a lot of money. But someone once told me, um, especially as you start to think about really building a significant keynote speaking business and really, um, start asking for, for money, uh, to Mm -hmm. do that, uh, beyond $5,000. Right. So once you kind of get 5,000 and up, someone once said what you spend on your website or your preview, was it you like, or your preview video could be one fee. Yeah, or it's a sense of like, here's what it is. Oh, I want you to finish that thought. So wait, say what mm-hmm. you're saying. Say that again. What were you going to so say? So if you want to charge $30,000 as a speaker, yes. you might spend $30,000 on your website or you might spend $30,000 on your video. You, I, I wrote down right before you got started, invest, because yes. I think if you want to get paid $5,000, invest in a part of this process. And it could be in that speech coach. It could be in something else. It could be in the website. It could be in the video, but just be prepared. And again, it comes back to mindset. If, uh, you know, I spent $18,000 in the middle of COVID, like worst year for my industry ever. And I'm like, yeah, I think I'm going to go ahead and get some certification in this particular mindset coaching. I think it'll be really valuable for my yeah. clients. Abundance. And Abundance. people are like, are you crazy? It's yeah. like the middle of COVID. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, I'm investing. I probably spent 28 last year on coaches alone. So, yeah. okay, that's what we do now. 
Mm-hmm. That's what we do to get the lifestyle that we want. Right. And I don't know what the percentage is of the entire income, but uh, I would chunk out something to just say, okay, this I'm going to put back into myself. Yes. This is my investment in myself yes. and my growth. A hundred percent. So if you want a beautiful website and, and I'll give a shout out to Chris West at Video Narrative, all the clients that come to me from Chris West I know they are ready to rock and roll. They have their, they have their video and it kills. They have a website and it's got all the right words on it. It hits the nail on the head. I mean, they're just ready to go. So little shout out to. I'll link up to Chris West and we'll put his um, information in the show notes because people probably right now are are like stopping their cars. Wait, who's Chris West? He can help me (laughs) because you need a good website and you need a good video. And to Jane's point, like if you have a janky video that you spent $300 on, what makes you think you can go charge the $10,000 for a speech? Like you, that's the point I'm trying to make. If you have a free website, you're a free speaker. You know, and I remember someone saying to me, like what you invest in your, in your platform Mm -hmm. and in your demo reel and your preview video, especially um, represents the fee, you know? So the better the video and the more, Mm -hmm. you know, the more you invest into that really, showcases your value fiscally on a stage. So if you have a free video, you know, you're not really a $20,000 speaker. Show me, show me. And I I hate to say it, but it's true. I had a client who wanted to charge. She wasn't actually a client. She was someone that I talked to about becoming a client and had talked to on several occasions. So didn't get off the mark. Yeah. Uh, That's one little indicator, but she wanted to charge $10,000, but, uh, was doing her own website to mm. spend, to, to, to save yeah. money. And it's the mental in it, it, it's all going, it's kind of working against you when you cheap out on all the things, right? You're cheaping out it's on an energy. yourself. And how do you actually stand up and say, I'm worth $10,000 right. when in the background, all of that stuff is going on. It's subliminal. It's so true. It's your subconscious, your subconscious is steering the ship in the wrong direction. And it's a really low vibrational activity. Mm. Plus when we invest in ourselves, I knew every time I wrote you that check, Jane, I knew I was investing Mm. in myself, you know, because, and then you show up differently, you know, you show up differently when you are writing that check and actually, actually paying for it. So I think this is just full of so much good information. So while we're on this idea of um, making money, uh, you know, the first thing a speaker has to do is find clients. You know, how do you, any creative ideas? I mean, I mentioned that I would send emails and go through mm-hmm. my Rolodex in the hospitality industry to sort of email every association, yeah. like professionals, PCMA, ASAE, you know, so how, how, any creative ideas as we think about people that are like, okay, where do I start? How do I find my first speech? You know, any, anything creative there's, there? There's two things, um, focus and consistency. So let's say you want to go into a particular market. I don't know, real estate or something like that. Um, Going outbound to very particular industries, what we often do is we'll start by working the association market because when you go to the National Association of Realtors convention or conference, now you have 2,000 realtors from 2,000 different companies in your audience. Boom. That is a brilliant way to get spinoff, right? Right. So number one, it's focus in terms of your outbound. But let me give you a little 
sidebar. Um, I have been working LinkedIn a lot more lately. Ooh. And when let's say that you have uh, you want to work for the top ten real estate companies, Remax, you know Esther. Uh, what do we not have Esther here? Williams? Williams Ke- Keller, Keller Williams. Williams. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know where I got Esther. I love uh, it. Uh, whatever it might be, Royal LePage. Um, <laughs> let's say you want to work for those. You would make your hit list, and on LinkedIn, you would. Sh- maybe keep an eye on 20 key players in those companies. Okay. Here's what you do on LinkedIn. Number one, you're out there every day. LinkedIn likes you better when you show up every day. Number two, you follow these people, look at their posts and comment on their posts. I don't really speak for a living, but I just booked a $7,000 speaking engagement. Yes, Jane. Because... I commented on somebody's post about this conference. Wow. So I commented about the conference. Hey, I spoke there a few years ago. Amazing group of people. And then the conference coordinator said, well, we just finished and we're planning next year. Jane, we need to be in touch. And she booked a call with me the next day. So I awesome. thought, oh, she's not going to want to talk, you know, yet. She's already got next year plans. So anyway, wow. that was brilliant. So get your farm club there. You're 20 people and look at what they're doing and engage them authentically. And what LinkedIn considers engagement is more than five words when you make your comments. Okay. So it's not, Hey, like, or good job. It's wow, Frank, I really loved what you just said, blah, 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 blah. Here's why, you know, you really truly are engaging and then you're going to pop onto their radar. Okay, so now you're on their radar. Then when you call them up or email them, they are much more open and receptive to receiving that from you. So focus and consistency. Have your 20, top 20 farm club. Keep, keep connecting with those same people and come at it from a way that is very kind of hands-off, just, hey, I'm interested. And I think you will find that that amount of time is very well spent. Hmm. That's really like beautiful advice. And it's a reminder to put the social back in a social. I think, you know, that's how you get rewarded on social media is by Mm -hmm. commenting and engaging and writing more than just an emoji or a a thumbs up or a yay you, right? Really taking Mm -hmm. that time. So Jane, do you think that um, when we talk about a speaker picking a lane from a topic perspective, uh, do you think when you're thinking about prospecting or looking for your first clients, is it smart? Like I picked the hospitality industry and I'd go to like meeting professionals international. And I went to all the VPs of education Mm -hmm. and introduced myself and said, hello. And now I had a brand in that association. So it helped me out. And I came from that industry, but would it be smart? You keep bringing up realtors. Would it be smart to like say, okay, I know something about this industry. Maybe I make waves there first, right? I'm going to go target the food service industry, the restaurant industry, the vertical of health insurance. Is that a smart play? If if you if you like it, I find a lot of people come out of an industry and don't want anything more to do with it. Interesting, yeah, yeah, I get it. It's so funny. My business right? now I mean, is expanded you, beyond my industry. You might have yeah. balked at hospitality at the beginning. I don't remember if there was any like yeah. boo, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny how people don't think about playing in their own backyard. And I when will starting, say, yeah. coming back to this mindset idea, I just talked to somebody today who comes out of financial services. And she doesn't think they pay. Hmm. I don't know if they pay or not, Judy, 
but she doesn't think they pay. Ah, so and there's so that limiting belief right there. That's you her already, reality. And yeah. and I could be, it could be that they, they, they don't, but I bet you I have clients who are professional speakers who speak in her industry for pay. A hundred percent. Bank of America is one of my clients and that's exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I think that that's the reason why a lot of people step outside of their industry first. So check in at the door with your mindset and then, um, yeah, I yeah. would say do some exploratory work to see whether or not you would actually like to do any work in your own backyard. Because it makes perfect sense when you can when you can walk the talk and speak their language, yeah. then uh, that just makes your life that much easier. When the, the biggest compliment, the highest compliment that a speaker can get is that we felt like you were one of us, right? Yeah. And I bet you get that all the time. Yes. And even better is when I think the biggest compliment, that is always an awesome compliment. I don't, you, standing ovation's great. The best compliment you could ever get is not the standing ovation. It is someone saying that was so good. I want you to come speak at my organization. Here's my business card. That is how you know you are a good speaker. If that is not happening, you're probably going to want to revisit your talk. You're probably going to want to revisit the way you present. You're probably going to want to revisit some things because if you are not booking speeches every time you speak, something's Mm -hmm. off. And that is how you know. You don't need a comment. You don't need a standing ovation. You don't need any of that. You need to, you need to work. And if you mm-hmm. are working, you're a good speaker. You know, you're yeah. like really working, really. Working. I like that. I like the Simon Bailey quote that you brought up earlier. I think it was Simon, but I love yeah. Simon. So I'm going to give we'll it to him. Props. We'll give him props. We'll give it to him. <laughs> he's, he's brilliant. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. So this is a good segue, Jane, to one of my final questions. So we're talking about money. And I think, you know, when you, you know, I looked at the hospitality industry to get started because it's what I knew. And I spoke for free a lot for years uh, before I really started making money in order to get tape, in order to get photo, in order to get good on stage, in order to try Mm -hmm. out content. So when should a speaker... Any advice uh, when you want to make that transition from free speeches to paid speeches? Have you seen anything work well, or is it just something that sort of organically happens as you uh, begin to put yourself out there? I I would like to be a little bit more strategic about it and say, okay, you're going to go out and speak to anyone who will listen for the next six months. Cool. Like as a starting point for some of our emerging speakers, I have clients that we would not do that with because of where they're starting. They're kind of, of starting at a higher level, but yes. for someone who's just getting started, go out and speak to anyone who will listen for six months. And there's this little help me speech that we have people ask after a presentation for a free pr- for a free speech, it, which is, as you can see, I am passionate about helping people reduce their fear or whatever it might be. Um, If you know of anyone who could benefit from this information, please come and hand me your business card. Okay. So that creates the conversation and basically you're asking for the sale. And so that allows you to start collecting business cards, asking questions, writing down on the back of them. What is it that I should be following up about? Those presentations should not be leading to more freebies. They should be leading to paid events. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So we might put a limit on it and say, okay, I'm only going to speak for free for six months. Boom. That's it. I'm done. And then it will be, if anybody calls me and they want me to speak, I will be charging for that. 
I love that. And you can make sure that those free speeches are mutually beneficial because you're getting paid in testimonials. You're getting paid in, can I use your logo on my website? You're getting paid in, can I film mm-hmm. this? I would bring camera crews. I'd set up my iPhone. Can I, fil- you know. We'll speak for video is brilliant. Brilliant. That was a Kinder Hall strategy. Yeah, and it's on, critical. Especially, especially on a big stage. Heck I'll yeah. come and speak for free just to get this footage. Awesome. Oh gosh, you said something there and I should have written Logos, it down. It, um, mutually it, beneficial, um, getting endorsements and testimonials and gone. okay, it's okay. <laughs> if it if it's meant to be the magical fairies of this conversation, we'll bring it back to us. But you know, my follow-up question may trigger it. So how does uh, someone know what to charge? Like I remember struggling with this too. I'm like, uh, cause you know, some people get weird about talking about money and then some of the associations mm-hmm. people don't talk about it. And I've been always, you can Google it and pretty much find out what most people make, but from a speech perspective, but either way, um, I was always like, how do I even begin? So, you know, people are, it's going to vary because you're going to have a CEO or someone in the C-suite that is coming out of a C-suite role and stepping onto the platform in more of a a way like that. So that person's going to charge a different fee. So do you base it off of experience? You know, how do you suggest people go from like free to 5,000 or free to 500? Any thoughts there? Well, I kind of put in um, the Wealthy Speaker 2.0, which is the book for speakers who are just starting out. Um, I put that like 1500 and you're in the game. Yeah, cool. Okay, so that's when you have, you know, arrived type of thing. Yeah. And, and that's an arbitrary number. I mean, really, but um, 1500 and you're in the game. Yeah. If you're a CEO, we're probably going to start you out at 10,000 or above, depending on right. what that looks like. And uh, if you have a lot of experience, I mean, there's a lot of different bio items that could be coming into this. Yeah, best-selling authors, things like that. Help us decide. Exactly. The minute you have a book or something like that, it goes up. up. So I think that uh, we want to make sure that the perception is that you are charging what your bio affords. Mm-hmm. So we would want to make sure that we don't go too low based on perception. I have a client who she was up for an engagement, a really amazing speaker. Uh, she charged 7,500. And I said, I kind of knowing my friend was booking the, the thing. And I thought, oh, I bet you she has a higher budget. So we got it up to 10, including some other things in the package but her client had 25. Uh, and so she, yeah. they might've had a perception that she wasn't as good as she really was based on the fee alone. And so that's something that you risk uh, yeah. going in too low. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's great conversation starters that you can use to get creative. And I think you get to a certain place where you also have someone on your team. So there's that gatekeeper talking money instead of you. And Mm -hmm. Jane, I don't even know if I told you this, but for the longest time, and I think this might've been before our time together, I have to tell you what I did. And I think anybody listening will love this because we have to get creative. So get creative. So I set up an email that was, um, I always wished my name was Samantha, like Samantha. I always love the name. And so 
I set up a Sam at JudyHoller.com and before I had help because it felt so weird to talk mm. money when you're like also needing to talk content and it felt super. So I would be like, hey, great. So, uh, Sam here on Team Holla. Uh, what's your budget? Where do you guys need to be? You know, here's our range and we customize. And so Sam was able to open the door love for me. And I'm, Isn't it great though? But it's like you have- Sam is so good. Gotta love Sam. Sam. So, so have good. a buffer, have a hello. <laughs> but one of my favorite questions and, and Johnny Cuff shares this very generously in one of his YouTube videos, he goes, most people that create or offer any service, Jane, even you, I mean, every one of us, you're not a keynote speaker, but you mm -hmm. are a content creator and you have a service and people want your time. You trade your time for money. So people are going to want that for free and they're going to want to pick your brain and all this mm -hmm. stuff. And so he goes, the three words that will save you every time is great. What's your budget? What's your budget? <laughs> and then it. you can use the yes and no strategy to get yourself yes. out of it. And we do this a lot. Like Judy, you're our keynote speaker and we're so excited to have you. Will you also do a breakout? And will you also uh, do this private thing and this and this and this? And I'll say mm -hmm. yes. And, and what it costs. Uh -huh. And I need to leave by X. And yeah. I, so it's you're saying yes and no, right? You're setting yeah. a boundary with your time and your space and your energy. So those I are some that. ideas to sort of get you thinking, but I love that Jane, like let your bio dictate uh, that fee for you. And as mm -hmm. you rise up, your fees will rise. But also um, I always found early on, and even today, I want to keep myself in the game. I want to be mm -hmm. a speaker that has a fee that is, is, is bookable, right? Mm -hmm. That is, that is, I feel proud of, but also is bookable. Um, yes. So I'm busy and I want to be busy and I want to be bookable. Um, and, and that's a choice. And as you decide, okay, I'd like uh, two presentations a month. That's great. You will continue to go up 100%. and up because your lifestyle will change. And, and this is something that we talk about a lot over at our school. It, the wealthy speaker lifestyle is what you want. Yes. Do you want to, I don't want to be on the road yeah. 17 times a month or right. even once a month. That's not for me. Right. That's not my lifestyle. My lifestyle is something completely different. And so think about what it is that you want and then let's start working backwards from there. And you are going to be in a luxurious position to decide you're going to be in the in the driver's seat of all of your choices. Mm, and that is what you want. You work to live and um, live to work, certainly. But, you know, you have to really decide. And I think it all this is sort of a beautiful full circle back to mindset. Decide where you want to go. Decide what kind of business are you running? Mm. Are you running a lifestyle business? Are you running um, a hustle and grind business? Are you right, running a business that is in flow? Like, what do you want? Mm -hmm. And the great thing is you can go design that, which is exciting. So, Jane. Um, you know, you have so many services and offerings. I could spend literally three hours on a podcast with you. Mm -hmm. Tell us about your books, where people can find you. And are you taking coaching clients? So this is your moment because everybody's probably mm. like, ha, huh, how do I, where do I, <laughs> what do I? So well, talk to us. No, that we do have something for someone at every level. You do. Okay? Yes, you do. So if you come over to speakerlauncher.com, uh, starting point, the $20 price point is the wealthy speaker 2.0 book. That, get is that book. One, it's so good. That yes. is the one to get started with. We also have a book called the Epic keynote that is right as well. That helps you really, um, get your presentation off the ground, but that's really your, your foundational thing. 
We also have a school for emerging mm-hmm. speakers. That's, you know, like a 199 price point per month, really quite inexpensive to get you um, in and really build that speaking business of your dreams. And we have a, a, an annual price on that. That is a bit of a no brainer. You get like five months for free or something. So good. Really good. So that's, uh, and then we have masterminds and we have private coaching as well. Yeah. And so cool. people uh, just connect with me, Jane at speakerlauncher.com. Tell me a little bit about your story and we'll think about where we would start you. We'll probably uh, get you on the phone with somebody, maybe myself, and uh, we'll go from there. I love that. And we'll link up to everything, Jane, in uh, the show notes. And, um, you know, I love that you run a business and you that is aligned with who you are and where you want to go. And I love that you're th- you one thing um, you taught me that is outside of the speaking world as I start to work with individual clients is I always have a conversation. But, you know, we always take a look at at anyone's energy and anyone's intention before we work with them, because it yeah. has to be a two way street. And so mm-hmm. let me tell you, if it works out that you have the ability to work with Jane or, 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 or go to her school or read any of her, her books, you won't be disappointed. But my goodness, there is nothing more powerful than the investment in yourself, which is the investment in a coach and in a community and in intellectual property that can make you smarter, better, faster, and stronger. And Jane, you're putting that kind of stuff out into the world, my friend. Well, thank you so much. I I don't think I could ever sell it as good as you have. So I'm just going to play this podcast on my website from now on. I love it. Yes. Let me, let me do that for you. I'd be my honor. Thank you. Before we go, I have to ask you one question and I I never reveal what the question is because there has to be a little improv in uh, an improv inspired show. So when I, you know, the name of this podcast is Yes And. Okay. And when I offer those two words to you, this notion of saying yes, and, you know, what comes up for you? What does it mean to say yes, and? Yes, and yes, and how much do I love my life? Yes, and how much do I love helping other people build the lives and the businesses of their dreams? Yeah. I think. Yes. And I, you know, being an example of what's possible, you're doing that in your business is such a, it's such a two-way gift. And uh, I love the work that you're doing, Judy. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And you said the key word possibility. That's what it's all about. Yes. Doing it. Thanks for being here, Jane. Thank you. Okay. I... (laughs) hope you loved that episode as much as we loved making it for you. Tell me, tell me, tell me, what was your favorite idea? Your biggest takeaway, your aha moment or new insight. I want to hear from you. So talk to me on Instagram, send me a DM and let me know what you loved, what you thought about this episode. I love seeing your posts. So keep them coming. And did you know, you can leave me a voicemail for a chance to be featured right here on the Ask Judy show every month I take your questions and play them on the air. So if you want to go old school and record me a voicemail and have it played here on the air, just click the link in the show notes and we'll make that happen. Or you can always send an email to hello at judyholler.com to share your show ideas, feedback, and inspiration. Listen, thanks for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for reviewing. And until next week, keep saying yes and open that door to possibility, baby.